Yo, I want to take back what I was saying on the pod yesterday about how smoke is no big deal. <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm hurting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I, yeah. I feel as though it just it dropped in the second our show was over that we walked into the lobby as a group leaving. Yeah. And it smelled like a campfire. Mm-hmm. I went, oh, that's interesting. Then we walked outside and it was brutal. And I have just been like, I, I don't know how you guys are feeling through this. And yeah, obviously people have it worse, right? And this is classic Toronto where finally something affects them. And they're like, where are these fires coming from? Who's to blame? What's happening here? But my eyes have been bloodshot for, yeah, yeah basically 48 hours, man. And I'm dropping Visine in them. I had to do... James Sharman's podcast yesterday, and I went on as a video pod. I was embarrassed. It's like, this sucks. I look like a freak. <laughs> I thought you looked fine. No, I just, there's just red eyes, man. It was bad. And I woke up this morning, and I, well, first of all, I woke up like three times where I was just, <laughs> it was not good. This is not good. This, this air quality is no bueno. Anyway, the water beside the bed. Yeah. Austin, like, Smoker of a million darts. You're th- you phased? Dis- nope, he doesn't have his mic up. That's no, I didn't hear. He's anything. just talking with nothing. Yeah, he's he tried. He tried. He tried to get on. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he lost his voice. He's like, nah, it's fine. I'm totally on top of it. It's all right. Armin did put the mic up. We're working yeah. on it. We're working on it back here. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Throws his teammate Whoa. under the bus. To start the day. I did no, do that, Armin. I'm so it's sorry. chippy. It's really that chippy. Was really bad. Yeah. No. Oh, that was so bad, Armin. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry. Do you know who's not getting DeAndre Hopkins on the Titans now after that bad <laughs> Carmeic move? You. That's for sure. Uh, anyways, we're gonna get John Weiner on here. Stugatz from the Dan Levitard show in a couple of minutes. Uh, I'm just gonna say before we get him, man. Oh man. Oh man. What a performance from Jokic and Murray. And. Uh, <sighs> I know that with the triple-double thing, we got completely out of hand with Russell Westbrook, right? Mm-hmm. And then with Harden, and it became this whole debate about what is a triple-double and the value of a triple-double and blah, 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 blah. Those ones are pretty damn legit. The Jamal Murray staying in the game to grab one, I thought, was a little bit with of a second karma. left. Yeah. <laughs> Good for sports betters. Yeah. But it was karmaically a little iffy in yeah. a finals they game. They grabbed the rebound as the buzzer was like I know. running out. <laughs> and even the broadcast, they were talking about it going, is Jamal Murray in this game because he needs a triple-double? And they went, uh, I hope not. I was like, yeah, I hope not too. But I know the whole move is not to disrespect the heat, not to write off the heat, the incredible Miami heat. I just think when this Denver team plays at their very best, it's just, it's not particularly close. These two teams are just very different. And the, the main thing is just, there's just no answer for Jokic, right? Like Miami had a little moment there in that game where they made a bit of a push with Jokic on the bench. Jokic gets in that game and it's just, it's, it's lights out. They just do not have an answer for him. That's why you hear Spolstra in the post game the other night talking about how, you know, just crucifying Ramona Shelburne. Uh, saying it's the uneducated eye, right? Yeah. Who's watching turning Jokic into a passer? Mm-hmm. Because you know these th- this entire Miami organization is terrified of Jokic. Like they know that he's going to impose himself on this series, and that if he's playing that way, they've got no shot. Yeah. The other thing too is that the two best players are on Denver. I, I know that we're doing the the thing with Jimmy Butler, and man, I love him to death too. Everybody likes Jimmy Butler. Everybody's rooting for him throughout the Eastern Conference, like beating the Celtics. Oh, the best. The way that he beat the Bucks, the best. But Jamal Murray's a better basketball player. 
He's a more rounded guy. He's the better scorer. How many times does Jimmy Butler fade out of these series? And then you watch him take those flat shots and you go, oh, that's not really all that pretty. And I don't even know if he's fully healthy. And so I, I just think the series is a wrap. I think that was Miami's only hope was to win that game. And as disrespectful as it sounds, writing off a team that has been so incredible and written off so many different times throughout the NBA playoffs. Like to me, that was, that was their shot to plant the seed of doubt in Denver's head. And then Denver's two best players came out and were like, no, this is not happening tonight. Uh, very excited for our next guest, John Weeder, AKA Stu Gotts, co-host of the Dan Levitard show. Good morning, sir. How are we feeling today? Uh, we're feeling okay. You guys are writing off the heat, huh? That, yeah. that, like it has to be like the 60th time you've written yeah. off the heat. Sorry, I, playoff run. <laughs> first of all, I've never written off the heat. I've been riding with the heat this entire time. And I was doing, this is my, you know how this business works. You've got to zag in the right moment. And this is where I'm yeah. selling the stock. Like I carried it all throughout the playoffs. I really liked Miami. I loved the team toughness. I even loved it last night where there's just moments where they're just taking shots like a chippy hockey team at di- different Denver Nuggets players. And I go, I wonder if this is eventually going to have a cumulative effect. I just think Jokic is unfazable. And having that guy who is just willing to stare down Jimmy Butler, but is the best player in the series and completely unflappable no matter what you do to him. I, I just think that this is the guy where they've met their match. Uh, and listen, and maybe you're right. Yeah. Uh, they're down two one. They have a home game coming up on Friday night, so uh, they can get it back to two two, and that mm-hmm. becomes a best of three with two games on Denver's home court. So uh, we'll see. Listen, Jokic is. You know, I was critical of him yesterday, uh, but Jokic is the best player in the game. And, mm-hmm. and my criticism of Jokic is not that he's not great. It's that's not the uh, that's not the guy the NBA wants to showcase as its best player, because the game at times is ugly. It is. Mm-hmm. At times it's beautiful, but at times it's ugly as well. It's not LeBron. It's not Jordan. It's not Kobe Bryant. He doesn't have a game like that, but he's a great player. I thought the point you guys made as I was uh, as I was on hold mm-hmm. was was the best point. Like, Jamal Murray is the, is the second best player uh, in this series, and so uh, that's problematic for the, for the Miami Heat, and and listen, Jimmy Butler is a guy. It's it's so fascinating what has happened, guys, with Jimmy Butler. Um, because he was a guy that, you know, five years ago, most people, including Stan Van Gundy on our show, said, if Jimmy Butler's your third best player, you have a championship team. If he's your <laughs> second best player, yeah. you have an excellent team. Yeah. But if he's your best player, you have no shot at winning an NBA title. And I don't know what's happened to Jimmy Butler. People talk about heat culture and this and that. But I, I'm just amazed that he is their best player. And they've been in the finals two of the four years he's been here. in The Eastern Conference Finals, three of the four years he's been here. So I'm not ready to write him off yet because every time Jimmy Butler says, i got to come out with more energy, i got to play better, he does it. And the Heat ends up winning the game. And so 2-1 feels lousy today, but 2-2 will feel a lot better if they can get there. Well, this again, this Miami's team is tough, and they they've got probably the best coach in the NBA. I don't even really know yeah. who we're at this point supposed to say is better than Eric Spolstra, given the track record that he's had. And you've got a guy who, when you get late in games, just fits against any team's best player. All of a sudden, if Jimmy Butler can just be hanging around, and we've seen this with like how many fourth quarter comebacks of the Heat had, where it was oh this game's over, and then they start to roll, and Jimmy starts doing his thing, and it's just oh yeah no they came back and they won the Grant Williams game, obviously the most famous one, but they yeah. came back down big against Milwaukee. They came, they've done this multiple times throughout the postseason. They've got a bunch of different shooters, and they're tough as nails. They're not afraid or intimidated by anybody. And when the game starts to get late. 
and the refs start to swallow whistles a little bit more and you can get away with it and Miami's just been chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. I think it has a cumulative effect. And this is where, man, I want to dive into the Miami fan sports psyche a little bit with you because Toronto would Toronto would die for a team like this because Toronto always feels like underrated and underappreciated and frankly like we can be crybabies about it all the time like anybody dismisses Toronto with one spot in a power ranking in the states and we're like (laughs) nobody cares about us and we're not taken seriously it's really bad it's bad our inferior comp inferiority complex can get bad but I was thinking about Miami as a sports town where you guys basically get disrespected all the time where it's just, Hey, it's nice there. There was the Ray Allen game where the people didn't get back into the stadium, right? The, the famous people that wanted to get back in and couldn't do it. Um, yeah, it was I, one of them. Yeah. yeah. It's just in like not being early in the seats with LeBron. I, I am kind of curious just how a guy like Jimmy Butler, who is underrated and continues to have a team, like you mentioned, get written off, but make it happen. How that sort of ties in with the psyche of a Miami fan. It's uh, it's funny with, with Miami fans. Uh, all the things that people say about Miami fans, they're true. I mean, I we show up late, we leave early. <laughs> all of a sudden, everyone in town is a hockey fan. Are they? I mean, it's, it's, oh my God! You get the Panthers in the Stanley Cup, you get the Heat okay. in the NBA Finals, and and so it's just been a fun time around here. You know, we're a couple of months removed from having uh, UM and FAU in the Final Four. Messi's coming down here. Uh, there's some hope and optimism with the Dolphins. And so it really is. And the Marlins are a pretty good baseball team. So it, it really is a pretty good time to be a Miami sports fan. But here's the problem. And, and I'm not certain the rest of the country and your country is wrong. Okay. Meaning the remainder of the United States and all of Canada. Okay. They feel like we don't deserve any of this. And you know what? They're yeah. probably right because we're not, the greatest, we're not the greatest group. Like when we got LeBron, it, people weren't frustrated that we got LeBron. They were yeah. frustrated because they felt like we didn't deserve LeBron, you know? And so, uh, we're, we're, listen, we are not the best sports town by any stretch. We, uh, we hop on the bandwagon. We show up to games late. We leave games early. We bail on our teams if they're down 2-1 in the NBA Finals. Um, And so people, therefore, feel like, hey, they don't deserve all the riches that they're getting. Like, why are they getting messy? Why is Jimmy Butler (laughs) – how did Jimmy Butler become so good when he was in Miami but was kind of, you know, decent average uh, everywhere else? And what's going on with this hockey team? And so, uh, you know, they just feel – Listen, it's the sun, the beaches, the weather, mm-hmm. and they don't want us to have any other good things. They don't want us to have good sports teams because yeah. they don't feel like we deserve them. And and you know what? To an extent, they're probably right. Yeah, no, now I feel bad. Because I was going to ask you, is, like, is Miami <laughs> properly rated, underrated, or overrated as a sports town? And I'm like, no, you guys are properly <laughs> rated. The problem is, is that your guys' show is a sports hub in North America, right? So one of the yeah. actual... Yeah, biggest spots you can go to, biggest destinations everywhere. Like, you guys are a top podcast up here in Canada, too, is Miami-driven. And every once in a while, like, uh, Mike Ryan especially, uh, who made fun of uh, my Leafs postgame show on your pro- guys' program. Still hurt a tiny little bit, Mike. <laughs> so he, like, took shots at our analysis of the series. I was like, okay, I see how this is. Uh, yeah, but have... wear that like a badge, guys. Like, don't be offended by it. No, That's no, no. Like, I Mike know, Ryan just being a dope. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> then nothing could be further the truth actually wore it exactly like that as a badge of honor. But 
you have him give these impassioned speech, speeches every once in a while about Miami sports and like you guys obviously care about some of these teams and some of these players and you go, maybe people do care about them there. And then you, you come on and you're like, nah, it's, it's nice here. No, We've got I, the but taxes. The we don't deserve it. What to do is yeah. create a show that kind of reflects the market. It yeah. just, it, it happens to be, listen, we had some, we had some success in large part because we didn't spend all our time talking about local Miami sports and X's yep. and O's. Like when Dan and I started out in Miami, it really felt like a national show. And Dan and I were smart enough to realize like, Hey, there's only so much you could talk about locally here in Miami. You got to kind of like expand the, the range of topics because people just don't, we don't care about a bunt in the fourth inning of a Marlins game. That's not what people care about uh, down here in Miami. We care about big things. We care about big events. We care about Lionel Messi. Uh, we care about, you know, when our teams get to the final four. We just, you know, and, and I know, listen, Mike's from here. I'm not. I'm from New York. Mike cares about Miami and South Florida in a way. Uh, that I never will in a way that I never could. I love I love the audience. I love the people down here. It's become home to me. Uh, but Mike is very protective of the city of Miami uh, mm-hmm. as a sports town and just as a town in general. But um, it's not the greatest sports town. Fact. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. And Mike knows that. Dan knows that. I know that. And that's why we've kind of catered to the show, uh, not just to a local audience, but to a national audience. So it is funny that the biggest sports podcast in North America, essentially, yeah. any cat, you know, like all, is is a show that's born and based out of Miami. It like is. it's ridiculous, it's absolutely absurd. More, but, you have more. Uh, now. I think Dan and I always just say, "Hey, let's make you laugh and not yeah. the wax your nose." Yeah. So, and that's really smart. And I, I think that the the problem that a lot of program directors made when they were looking at sports radio and yeah, sports podcasts yeah. in general was just thinking that they were trying to replicate New York and Boston, right? Where they're going, hey, look, this is where people right. care the most about sports. And you go, oh, most of the rest of the you know North America is not that way. We're high event people. Same thing in Toronto when you're talking about that. Like, I think Toronto, I'll always say this because I'm here, is a better sports town than Miami. But, yeah, same thing to a certain degree. Like, we always claim we love hockey here. Like, we're so passionate about hockey in the Maple Leafs. Like, you go down a rung to the, like, semi, the team that's below them, their AHL franchise, you can get a yep. ticket for that. Like, you just walk up and go, can I go in there? And they'll be like, yeah, I guess so. There's no one in here. So, <laughs> let's just go inside. Yeah. We're, we're an event city. We care about the big stuff. We also don't really care about the bunts there. Uh, and, yeah, I, I think that you guys did a really smart thing. So, uh, staying on this topic, though, where <sighs> – what is the Panthers' interest right now? Because this is fascinating. This actually did piss me off when I was listening to Mike and I was getting actually all those tweets from people going, hey, they're making fun of you guys' show. I was going at Florida hard on basically what you said, which is they don't deserve this. Like, this isn't right that they're going to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs who are dying for championships. And then Mike's like, I care just about the Panthers as much as the Leaf fans care about the Leafs. I was like, you have absolutely no idea. You have absolutely no clue what this means to the city. We celebrated a first-round win in the Stanley Cup playoffs as though it was a championship. There were people chanting in the streets. It was embarrassing, man. It was embarrassing. That's where we're at. We're a laughing stock in the sport that we care most about, the team that we no, care most no, about. No, no, you're not. No, oh, what, no, what I'm laughing at. No, I'm laughing at it. It's the perfect example yeah. of what it is we are talking yes. about, okay? You guys care about hockey, that sport and that team. In a way that we will never care about that sport <laughs> and our team. I know, I and yet it. we beat you, and that has to. <laughs> I hate it so much. And you and did I'm it with the tougher to laugh, team, the tougher, cool no, team. I'm sorry to laugh, but that's why people can't stand South Florida. Yeah. It's like, hey, 
6,000 people show up to Panthers games. Mm-hmm. And Toronto strolls in. We care about this sport. We love this sport. We're passionate about this sport. We actually know what we're talking about when we discuss this sport. Mm-hmm. And yet we lose to a city that couldn't care less. And so that has to be like Dan and I apologize to, <laughs> to the entire country of Canada because we were, because A, we beat you. B, we're in the Stanley Cup. And C, you guys care and you care about the sport. You love hockey, and yet you're saddled with the Vegas Knights and yeah. Florida Panthers. Yeah. Like, that has to be devastating to, to everyone who cares about that sport. But that's what we're talking about. And so the attitude with hockey is funny. We're in the Stanley Cup. Of course, the place is being sold out. I jumped yeah. in my bandwagon. I, I Even I went to a game, you know? And so, uh, what'd you think? You know, the tickets are expensive, but we don't deserve this. Like, I'm telling you, if you went to a Panther game three months ago, there there may have been 5,000 people there. Buddy, we're aware. And and here we are finding ourselves a couple of games away from winning the Cubs. We are painfully aware because the the joke is, is that here is that you can always go to a Panthers game for cheaper than, like, the flight. The Airbnb, the hotel, and the Panthers ticket right. is cheaper than just a night here in Toronto. And <laughs> and there's so many snowbirds that are down there that go to these Panthers games that that was the, one of the big talking points was you guys weren't even going to have home ice advantage. And I think that's the frustrating. I have people tweeting at me, and I don't even know if it's real where they do the, uh, yeah, hey, I don't think that they're playing some of these games in Miami sports bars. And I go, is this true? Like, what is the extent of some of this stuff? Like, that's what I mean. Like, you, for your guys' show, it's obviously not one of the huge coverage standpoints you said it Miami's not really this town is like Florida wins a Stanley Cup they, what even happens they have a parade and it's gone I feel as though the momentum for that doesn't roll over whatsoever right uh no like no probably yeah. not like it took listen it took the heat not winning a championship but a bunch of championships it took like 35 years it's taken the heat to really kind of overtake the Dolphins but during that stretch the heat have done a ton of winning why like, they have done you know, Eastern Conference Finals, of course, LeBron, back-to-back NBA titles. They've been to the finals here a couple of times. They won one with Wade and Shaq when Riley took over, uh, came back to coach. So uh, they've won three championships. They've been to the finals a bunch. They've been to the Eastern Conference Finals. And so, you know, people really care about that team. It's in Miami. It's really, like, down in the city of Miami. The Panthers it's a strange deal. They went to the cup back in 96, 97. They've been dreadful since until I guess last year when they won the president's cup and then got bounced out in the second round this year, they make a run uh, to the Stanley cup. And we'll see how it, how it finishes out. But if they were to win the Stanley, if they, it, listen, if they won an NBA championship, it would just be, it would just tack on to what the heat have already done. Like they've really made inroads in this city. They dare. I say they become more popular uh, than the Miami Dolphins. If the Panthers win a Stanley Cup, will it have some sort of carryover to next year? The reason I bring up the geography and where, where the Heat play, the Panthers play out in the swamps, like in yeah. the Everglades, in the middle of nowhere. Like There's nothing around their arena. Yeah. It's not in Fort Lauderdale. It's not in Miami. It's in a city called Sunrise. Yeah. There's a mall, a couple of car dealerships, and some old sports bars around there, and nothing else. Like, nothing else. It's in the middle of nowhere. So, uh, if they win, are you ever going to draw from Miami up to Broward County, the city of Sunrise? No. You're not going to get hockey fans to come from Miami to to Broward County. Uh, You do have probably more Toronto fans than you do (laughs) uh, Florida Panther fans down here. If they win the Cup. Will they see a you know a spike in ticket sales next year? Mm-hmm. Sure, they won the Stanley Cup. 
Would they see like a sellout of season? Absolutely not. You will never see that down here in South Florida unless they win like seven Stanley Cups in a row. Yeah. And we all know that's not going to happen. And, and even, even in that scenario, yeah. I'm not certain it would have any impact on the popularity of the sport down here. It's just, you know, we have other things to do like winter. Yes, and good for you. Honestly, you have the no taxes and the beautiful weather and the gorgeous women and the beaches and the clubs. It's great. No, and you and got LeBron. Teams are good. Yeah, and your teams are good. And, and we're this up is here. Why everyone hates us. We're up here. It's smoky as hell. We got all these wildfires out here. The only time it's not cold. We get taxed out the ass, and we're just sitting here being like, ah, oh, yeah, that's great. Good for Miami that they've got their 12 fans there that really care that Mike Ryan is really happy about this. Okay, so he, again, the hey, rich feel get free richer. to move down here, man. It's Anyone, I'll right? tell you this. I the only good thing that I hate about uh, it, Miami is that man that Dolphins stadium getting out of there was the most hellish thing that's ever happened to me. And I was there on the one time where there was actually a complete sell the Thursday night game. I think it was two years ago against Baltimore. I've never been yeah. to a stadium I hated more leaving. I sat in a Sonic parking lot asked, waiting for a Uber for like 45 <laughs> years before a guy came and took me back to my hotel and it cost me like $300 for the privilege. I was not pleased with uh, the, the stadium location and the things that were around it. But the rich get richer. Now you get messy. And so, yeah, what, what's the reception going to be like this before you go? Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's uh, it's funny. Mike Ryan, I have to give him credit. He has been all over this story. He was the first one to report it. Um, he's not getting nearly enough credit. Uh, he certainly deserves it because he was way out in front of this story in terms of Messi coming uh, coming to Miami and coming to, to, to Major League Soccer. It's it's exciting. He turned down a lot more money. Um, I'm certain that, you know that will be made up to him in some way. You know, shape, form, fashion. We'll see how that works. Um, I don't know if Messi's seen the soccer stadium down here in Fort Lauderdale. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's walking into Camp New. <laughs> it, it, it's it's not exactly what he's accustomed yeah. to. <laughs> 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 uh, it's kind of a dump. Uh, I know they plan on, on, on renovating it, making it better. It's not complete yet. I wonder if I'm he thinks it's like a good enough practice facility for him. Like when he shows up there, he's like, these decent practice facilities. <laughs> like, it seems to be like, this is all right. Oh, no. When he walks into it, he's going to think he's at the practice. Yeah, that's facility. what I mean. It's like, <laughs> in fact, I would say he's been at practice facilities that are nicer than our yeah. stadium. <laughs> that's so good. As he's greeted by the Marlins' best player, like, "Welcome to my." He's like, yeah, maybe he made a poor choice here. I hope he gets a lot of money. Hope he really, really yeah, wants listen, to be an it, owner. It's really all of this is really like I think Messi knows. And listen, no, it's going to be great. Like it's great for MLS. There's no question about it. And it's great for the city of Miami and people will be excited. Like people, people in South Florida are going to, are going to flock and flood to these games because, you know, he's the game's greatest player. Uh, you can dispute, go back and forth with, you know, um, whomever you want to, but he is the game's best player, most popular player, most well-known player. And people do love soccer down here. Like the ratings for the world cup are always great down here. So uh, I think it's a great fit. Um, I think Messi's going to be well-received down here. I hope he receives the facilities as well as we receive him. Uh, and then he'll, I, I think he'll be, you know, listen, I, I hope he's used to playing in front of 10, 15,000 fans. Cause that's all we got down here. And, uh, but we'll see, like, it's really exciting. All of this is a tribute. Like Damian Lillard wanting to be here. Messi wanting to be here. A uh, big time at LeBron choosing here. It's really 
forget about Miami as a sports town. Miami's just a cool town. Mm-hmm. And that's really, you, you got the weather, you got the no state tax. Uh, there are things to do. There is, you know, there's a lot of art and culture and just a lot of stuff down here that it, that is attractive to a lot of athletes. And so it's a cool city. There's a reason these athletes know that we're not the greatest sports town. We don't have the greatest sports fans yet. They still choose Miami. Why? Because it's a cool city. It's a fun city with great weather, with things to do, with no state tax. And their teams are actually pretty good. Like choosing the Heat is not a bad thing. The Heat have one of the best organizations anywhere in sports. Mm -hmm. And so it's really just a tribute to our city that people want to be here because they want to live in cold weather. Yeah, no. Congrats. Congrats on it all. This is great. Again, it's like now you guys. No, but now you're like, yeah, and we get messy. We got a really tall tower. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's really tall. It's up there. Drake's head on it. It was pretty sweet. Drake's here sometimes, buddy. Okay. Like, don't, how right. dare you try yeah, to knock us down. No. Drake's also elsewhere a lot. Yeah. Too, you know? we, we, Miami. He's <laughs> there like yeah, a right, lot. Right. He's why? in Miami a lot. No. And almost. And it's, why? Because there are things to do in yeah. nice weather. Yeah. Well, I was going to say yeah. that too is um, it's almost like rich guys. Uh, who are young in their prime, like being on beaches, saving money, and, uh, yeah, having access to a ton of different things. That seems like a – it's like their bigger priority than fans. They're like, hmm, right. are there going to be fans there? Like, oh, no. It's like – but this is right. just so infuriating that it's like Florida gets, yeah, Tom Brady, Lionel Messi, LeBron James. It's like enough, all right? You know, it's, I, I hope you guys sink. <laughs> I hope you Everyone, sink. Listen, yeah. here, here's the key to attracting all these athletes, yeah. okay? No state tax, yeah. the sun, yeah. nice weather, beaches, the ocean, and yachts. Okay? That's all you need. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's all it. you need. It's good for yeah. you, though. Hey, uh, John, yeah, John, thanks clubs. so much for making time for the show today. It's always fun getting to chat. Uh, congrats on all uh, the things that you have <laughs> that we don't. Uh, take care, brother. <laughs> now you're here to make me feel bad for the yeah. remainder of the day. <laughs> Good. I hope you. That's what we do up here. Guilt. That's our thing. We, we got it down. John Wiener, a case. Right. Enjoy, enjoy that. Uh, enjoy all that smog and whatever's yeah, going on. It's really. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Built character. <laughs> you guys never heard of that. It hasn't gotten down here yet. Someday, someday. Uh, see you, man. John Wiener, a.k.a. Stu Gotts, co-host of the Dan Levitard Show. And, yeah, God, that's so frustrating. I wanted him to say, like, hey, you know what? We're a little underrated sports town. People do care here. It's like, no, they don't. <laughs> it's like, oh, yay, Messi's here. That's it. They're just an event city. That's it. It's, a, it's like a, a club, pro, you know, when they hire a Kardashian to go to a nightclub. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's this thing. It's promotion. Yeah. They go to Miami. They just had F1 there, right? Yeah. Now they've got an event on the circuit in Miami. Mm-hmm. which is just one of the best ones already. Like I said, they had Tom Brady. They had LeBron in his prime. Like, the best version of LeBron. <laughs> FAU went to the Final Four. FAU. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, that, the Heat and the Panthers. Who cares about that? There's a list. It's just... The, the most frustrating one is that the Lightning, and I know that's not Miami, mm-hmm. but that Florida has just been able to accumulate so much success over this exact thing, too. And and as much as we're talking about, like, the weather and the things, it's like, yeah, that's nice, but there are other places that have nice weather. The taxation thing is so huge for them. So huge. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about the fan pressure stuff. It's the ideal mix where you're going to get national coverage when your teams are doing well, mm-hmm. you'll fade away when you're kind of doing bad, and there isn't a rabid fan base that's going to be 
killing you <laughs> when you stink. Yeah. Like in cold weather cities where this is our everything. We're like, yeah, what are you doing? We have. <laughs> what are you doing this summer in Toronto? I'm going to Jay's games. These are our events. This is our patio. Mm-hmm. I hope the roof is open because that is the upshot. The outfield is a patio now. That's the thing, man. That's what do you, like, of course, that's what they've been doing. They've been designing this as the thing that you can yeah. do in Toronto, which is our green space is outdoor bars. And the outfield. That's it. Yeah. No, I'm saying in general, in the city, yeah. it's like, what do you want to do? Yeah, there are great restaurants here. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. There are great restaurants in a lot of different cities. But then this is what I was talking about with the whole, not to, I don't want a Toronto bash here because I do love Toronto. There's a million things I love about this place. Mm-hmm. I'll, I don't think I'll ever leave here. Like, I, I love it here. Um, and I've said this before, but I've had opportunities to live in other cities and I've wanted to stay here. Um, but you bring someone in from out of Toronto and you offer them like, Hey, what do you want to do? And yeah, the list is not as easy as being in other places. Like we've we've talked about this. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know how you, if like why you wear those headphones, like they're for hearing me. No, I remember having a conversation yeah. with like uh, Sam saying. and Gunning about it. Yeah, uh, I just think that Toronto, it can. Anyways, God, Miami. Yeah, so star restaurants now, JD. Come on. So do, yeah, of course. So do a lot of different places. Do you go? I love when people say that too. They're like, we have Michelin star restaurants. I'm like, you go? <laughs> oh, can't afford that. Who, exactly. <laughs> Who's that for? I'll never be able to afford <laughs> you know? that. It just, I, I always love that. Uh, well, that Toronto has these things that are completely exclusive to me, and I'll never know how to get into one. But yeah, no, we have them. Nice. <laughs> Talking about for everyday regular folks. That's a nice thing to have in Miami to be able to go to South Beach. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but yeah, pretty nice stretch of land where you can go there for free, yeah. sit down, and there's just gorgeous people everywhere. It's mm-hmm. pretty nice. Toronto then, Island's not doing it for you? Toronto Island I actually really like. Wards is sick. Yeah. It's not South Beach. It's a great point. Thanks. <laughs> I like Island, how you chipped South in. Beach. A, yeah, hey, that should be the sign now. I'm sticking up for Toronto, man. Someone has to. You did. You literally just... You dumped said, on them. You went, yeah. It's not, so you actually made it worse by trying to point out that that's our beach yeah, versus yeah, what yeah, Miami's is, which is world famous. Anyways, um, I want to talk to you guys about Messi because mm-hmm. this is a soccer show. These are the I <laughs> every day I show up here. Oh yeah, and you guys are yelling at each other about <laughs> soccer players. It's not every day anymore. It's a lot. It's yeah, a lot. It, it does come up. It's a lot, guys. It does come up. It's frustrating on days where the Leafs played a playoff game the night before and you guys were like, I'm Kareem Benzema. I'm, <laughs> it's your favorite I, player. <laughs> I wish I had shot callers sometimes for you guys. I just please watch the local teams. Please just uh, invest in Toronto sports. But, okay, um, I get it for Miami, right? He goes to a high event city. I understand the relationship with Beckham. I understand the financials of this in terms of Hey, he's, he's going to get paid a ton. He's got real equity in this league now. He's going to be able to become an owner. He'll probably spend some time in Miami. I think that he'll be a globe trotter who has a soccer team that he wants to buy into, and it's great investment. It's really fun op- owning a sports team, I would imagine. Yep. It's kind of the uh, an incredible way to flex your money. And for him, he probably sees growth potential with the league and all kinds of different stuff. I get it for why he would want to do this. Mm-hmm. But what do you think this actually does for MLS? Because... Yeah, like, I want to see Messi play, right? Like, all of a sudden, those guys come to town, and that's 
one of the hottest tickets of the year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's just because we've had this before with Beckham coming here and uh, Pele. Well, I yeah, I don't remember that. I, I mean, just like that, that was the first really, really sure. big player that came over. And... Uh, but yeah, what I'm saying is, is that the league is actually at a place right now where seemingly it continues to expand. It feels like there's a new MLS franchise every... There's another one next year. That's what San I mean. Diego. How many do they have now? 29. Yeah, they're starting to hit up the to 30 point. next year. Yeah, so they're hitting the... They're starting to hit the area here. Yeah. And TFC has had its moment in the city, but ultimately the same thing rings out, which is, hey, it's for the diehards. I'm going Saturday, by the way. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, uh, it's for the diehards. They love it to death. Yep. But from a... The rest of the city's interest is call us when you're in the semifinals. Exactly. You almost don't even know they're playing. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah. Or you find out that they're playing because their star player can't stop vaping, which is my favorite story. And it disagrees with their other star player. Vaping on the plane and vaping (laughs) in front of the coach. And they had to actually sit him down and go, you're suspended for a game because you vape way too much. So good. (laughs) It's the best. I love him to death. I can't wait to see him on Saturday. But yeah, what do you guys think? This like be reasonable here. Don't yeah. don't blow this out of proportion. But for you three as soccer fans, what does it actually mean to have Messi? Jobo, I'll start with you. Well, it's really hard to imagine that the MLS will ever reach. Like, like I know some people are picturing that. Oh, no, Messi's it's never going to become so Premier League. Become, okay, so I don't need no, no, you to say that. Not, to not, me. not Premier League. I mean, like yeah. even on the same level as the other leagues in North America. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll ever reach that point. But Messi, you don't coming, think like twenty, thirty years from now it could be there. It's hard to imagine soccer being like, like, can you imagine soccer being as popular as basketball and football in North America? Here's the thing. And this is anecdotal evidence, but I have found that um, guys your age and like I speak a lot at schools Mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I, I've just noticed a trend where soccer does seem to be getting far more popular amongst young sports fans Mm -hmm. in this city. And same with the NBA. And and I know that that's also some people that are gravitating towards the sports world and that are passionate sports fans. And I don't know what like the casual is, but right. hockey is going through a bit of a, let's just say reconciliation right now. We're looking at, hey, how we spend our dollars on hockey. I'm not sure it ever recovers from all of these scandals in terms of the way that it fits into the culture the same way. Right. Um, plus, it's just so cost prohibitive. This is the problem with hockey. It's just it's imp- the point. The barrier for entry financially is so intense mm-hmm. on families that it's hard to see it moving forward now, especially with inflation and, yeah, a, a city like this mm-hmm. to stay right up at the top. And I get we live in Toronto and that's very different than other parts of the country, but I'm talking about this, like major sports cities, what is going to be the talking point? I don't know. I do feel as though a guy like Messi coming here starts drawing people in, does actually draw an interest, has you all of a sudden going to a game, and There, there is actually evidence of that happening, too, because... Uh, their ticket prices are through the roof. Ticket prices through the roof, and then, like, every year, European teams will come over to North America and do, like, a tour, like a preseason tour. Mm-hmm. So in 2017, Barcelona came over. They played in Washington, Miami, and New York. Yeah, but that's a one-off. And it was, like, 60, 70, 80,000 people showing up. Miami's... Stadium's only 18,000. Yeah, but I don't care about when teams show up here, to be honest. Because no, no, but we, he's playing here every single week. I know. That's what I'm saying, though. But those teams that come over every once in a while, everyone flocks to them because they go, we're all only going to yeah, be able to see this once. Messi being here for an entire season beyond that, like, I don't know. What is his contract? Do we know what he's going to sign? It's not not specific details yet but because that's he can't thing. sign until July 5th. And, and not only that, it's soccer. So he could end up signing for a year, play here for a year, and then hate this. 
and yeah, end up and going somewhere, somewhere else. else. Yeah, he could be in, yeah, somewhere. There's even talk that he's going to get loaned back to Barcelona. So. I, was, I was going to say, that feels <laughs> like the actual outcome here is that this guy's going to go, wait, I still have miles on the tires. I kind of want to use them. He said in the video that he's like, I want to go back to Barcelona. Yeah. And he just couldn't because Barcelona can't pay anyone. And that's the thing. He'll be calling all the shots here. Oh, 100%. So that's it. It's just, ultimately, it's just the same thing, which is older players that are looking for their final payday who have a big name, want to come here. It's just, he's different. He's not yeah. David Beckham. He's not this. And like, he just won a World Cup too. Six the timing ago. of this is not so far separated that it shouldn't be a huge deal. I don't know. I just, I have, I, I think that this one actually matters. I think yeah, that this one is slightly different. Just because I didn't care about seeing David Beckham. Right. I, I really didn't. Mm-hmm. It did absolutely zero for me. I didn't care about seeing Ibrahimovic. Mm-hmm. Did zero for me. I, I like him. I think he's one of the coolest guys in sports. Everything that I ever see from <laughs> him, I go, man, this guy's the coolest dude. But Messi comes to town and all of a sudden it becomes, okay, well, I have to basically pay whatever it takes to get into the building to watch this guy play in a competitive mm-hmm. soccer game. And it's not just an exhibition. Yeah. Like there are stakes on the line. Your team could beat Messi. Yeah. Jonathan Osorio, Messi. Mark Anthony K against yes, Messi. Yes. Let's That's do a this. Scene. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I, I wonder what this does. You guys have thoughts back there? Like are you a little bit more optimistic than Jobo? Sorry, we got we got so much going on back here today, JD. I am right along. Did you there. throw Armin under the bus no, a second this isn't time? Armin, this is people talking to us from all sorts of places in the building. There's nothing Who? to do with Armin. He's doing a fantastic Chaos. job. Okay, very proud of you. So, oh, I just want to mention the get-in price for the home opener yeah. for Messi, which is five hundred and twenty-one dollars. Yeah. In comparison, last night's Heat game was only. 412 so it's already a hundred dollars more to go to Messi. now i want to say this biggest sporting event in the world is coming to north america in 2026 if Messi mm-hmm. stays i honestly think like he's the poster boy already for that and i think that's important not just for the mls but like growing soccer here like actual talent is it but i thought he wasn't going to play in the next world cup he already retired yeah, no, I, I have doubts that he would play. He's going to be 39 by that point. Yeah, I thought he was retired from international competition. Yeah. And so, but, but I will say this, though, is that if he's still playing in games in North America and it's competitive and he actually becomes, man, isn't he, doesn't he kind of have to embarrass MLS, though, to a degree? Like, doesn't he have to come here and just be so clearly the best player? That's the expectation is that he's going to come and just dog walk everyone. Yeah. He can't, he can't just be okay. He can't no. just be one of the best players in the league. He's got to be the best guy night in, night out. be the MVP. And will he actually care to do that beyond a season? I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, it's, it's Armin, I get what you're saying, though. If he – this is what I will say the path for the actual growth for MLS is going to be. Beyond just a one-year sideshow thing where people just want to go see Messi and he's traveling around North America and people yeah. are dying to get tickets. If he is dominating in MLS – and he actually, like that Inter-Miami, which is one of the worst names also. Why do they do these things? I hate that so much. Inter-Miami. European Inter-Miami, names. obviously. I, I, no, but <laughs> why are they doing, like, I hate when they do that stuff. Just, ugh. Real Salt Lake? Yeah. Why? <laughs> That's the worst. I it's hate that so, so much. bad. We, we call it soccer, not football. Too, I know. So. It's just fine to do that stuff. Anyway, it's the most poser <laughs> move that we do as North Americans is name our sports even. Trump. And I think that's the biggest problem with the MLS is no one grew up with MLS teams here, right? So like what Joe was saying, when Real Madrid comes and plays someone, you can sell 60,000 tickets because everyone's a fan of Real Madrid. But who's a fan of the Chicago Fire? Yeah, but that's the thing. What I'm talking about is that if you have players like this that attract people to the stadiums and people start going with actual regularity, 
that maybe you will be able... I think you can grow the sport with a star like this being in North America in his post-ish prime. This isn't a guy who's completely washed up, who's totally looking for the paycheck, and he's also invested in the league from the standpoint of, like, he wants to be an owner and he has equity. Mm -hmm. So I would think that somewhere in his brain... Although, man, he's probably got so much money. He's a god in Argentina. It's, it's hard to try to get into the psyche yeah, why of does he care? gods. But if he cares at all, then he will know that part of the growth potential is him showing up this year, dominating and potentially competing for an MLS Cup. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you who the best team in MLS is, though, right now. Competing I, for the MLS Cup for Miami is going to be tough. I couldn't tell you if I had to guess. I think Montreal is pretty good because they have been bodying Toronto lately, right? <laughs> because they've been beating Toronto lately. Yeah, and they, and they had their one guy say that Toronto has no soul on their team, which was really tough. <laughs> and I know that TFC's jerseys are really bad and that we have Berna. And I know about the Canadian players, where they play. That's it. That's all I know about MLS. Yeah, Cincinnati's the best team in the league right now. See, I say. wow. Good for them. Toronto's probably the worst. Shout out Cincinnati. Along with Miami. Toronto's the worst, right eh? Toronto's and one of the worst along with Miami. See, that's the problem I have with the Miami thing is that's that's what sucks. I, if Messi can dominate and all of a sudden they're winning games, that, that will matter more because I need to care about the standings and about the players in the league yeah. and the stories about the league. I can't just care about Messi. He has to be the center of like what draws you in. But then once you're drawn in, can he make you care about what is in his orbit? Mm-hmm. That's going to be the question for MLS. Yeah. Because it's obviously a decent regional sport. Soccer fans like to go. They like to pretend they're European soccer fans, whatever. It's hilarious. Yeah. I love doing it too <laughs> with Canada soccer. Singing the songs is the is the bomb. <laughs> Wish we did that was more part of yeah. North American sports in general. It's such a cool thing. But I'm, I guess I'm more optimistic than you guys because you guys are too soccer... You guys are too much like, we yeah, have our like, Prem yeah. teams. And Why is anyone ever going to care about a team in the MLS where they can like, watch European soccer on a Saturday? See, that's right? what it's I mean. So you, guys are too, accessible now. you guys are too foo-foo. Like, you guys are way too... You're, 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 it, it'll definitely... Like, the, the other big thing is... You're like not a real the, fan like the, me who's going to the game on Saturday night who cares about the local squad and wants to see Messi. a couple of games fair, already. Fair, I invited yeah. you to go and you said you couldn't go. Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I was you, sad. Uh, <laughs> Jobo, Jobo is actually the hope. He's the youth. Because <laughs> he wants to vape at the games just like Berna and... My hero. But all Joe wants to do is talk about Arsenal and England, man. Yeah, like, but that's he's not talking about the MLS. Yes, but that's, that's the problem. That's okay. Yeah, I just yeah, maybe there they just isn't enough room. The, the MLS is also set up way different. Like they're like the salary system's different. The the, the designated players is different. There's no promotion, no relegation. Mm-hmm. It's all one big entity. There's no separate clubs. Yeah, like, no promotion, no relegation is kind of tough, eh? Yeah, in but like sport. the whole thing is set up differently. So when a European looks at it, they're like, what? Like wait, what? Salary yeah, but we don't cap? need like, Europeans. To care. We don't need Europeans. I don't want. I don't care. No, I know, but that's season Arsenal. Right, that's what that's what the MLS needs, and that'll never happen. And that will never happen. Right? No, I know, but to Arsenal... achieve the same popularity that it is in Europe, it's going to be tough when it's not even set up the same way because you're not going to get global viewership, which no, is no, what no, most other leagues. No, no, but are that's not for. what we're talking about. We're talking about will North American sports fans ever really care about the MLS in this way beyond just going to the stadiums? Because these are clearly profitable entities, and they're expanding because people in the towns want to go, and there's enough people in each city that care about soccer, that they will sell events. But as a television product or whatever, streaming product in the future, something that people actually want to see on their phones, will someone ever come up to me in my lifetime? Will I ever be, as a sports host, having to know the scores of the TFC game the night before? Like, that's kind of the question. That's the question, is will Messi help propel that where they become part of the lexicon, where you can walk around town and everybody kind of knows what's going on with the team roughly. Like, you don't have to be a big sports fan right now to know the Jays are decent, right? true. You don't have to be a big sports fan to know that the Leafs blew it again. You could have just guessed, but yeah. (laughs) Like, 
You you can understand the state of the team. You know some of the players on the team by name, right? Yeah. People know who some Raptors are, even if you are completely disconnected from sports. Mm-hmm. You have a passing knowledge of each of these teams if you're a sports fan. TFC's not like, there. Will you get the? To, will TFC get to that level? Is yes, what you're that's what I'm saying. Can for. they ever get to a level where people in the city just you know kind of understand what's going on with the team outside of when they're winning championships and they have. Yeah, three of the game's marquee yeah. players. More, I'm not more sure. and more stars are coming over. Like, it's slowly yeah. happening. I just, yeah. I don't know how, how much people know these stars before they get here yeah. that are passing sport fans. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's fair. Anyways, let's take a quick break. Let's come back. Um, Botano best bet hit yesterday. The Nuggets told you it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. My, oh, I got absolutely slaughtered, though, in first, some fives? first fives with yeah. some horrific beats. Two of my first five unders lost with two outs in the bottom of the fifth inning. I, I, they I'm, both had two outs yeah, in no. the bottom of the, oh my. Yeah, no, I was, I was sitting there watching those get shattered and sitting there going, it's totally fine. <laughs> and then did I put a hyper-aggressive bet on the Denver Nuggets last night? You bet I did. <laughs> <laughs> so thank goodness they came through. All right, quick break with Tano Best Bet and a little Jay's thought next. Sportsnet 590, The Fan. It's time for Best Bets, brought to you by Botano Sportsbook. The only sportsbook that I use, because it's the only sportsbook that I need. It has a million different offerings, early payouts, you name it. I always get questions about it, and I'm like, I I don't have time to go through this with you in the DMs on every little nuance of the book. I can just tell you that yes. Yes to your questions. Um... Botano Sportsbook is also the global sports betting operator of 2022, which is pretty decent. And it's also the place where I give you pretty much free money all the time, unless when Jobo and Armin combine to sewer me. Hey, man, I'm just doing my job. And my picks, <laughs> they curse me, and Armin doesn't let me know that we're betting against the Armenian guy. When we had talks about Armenia <laughs> that day, and you never said, like, I don't think you knew that he was Armenian. Did you? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's bad. Wow. That's really bad, dude. That's that's a bad that's look fraudulent hindsight. Yeah? What do you have to say for yourself? Once I saw the I-A-N, the last name I knew, but I didn't know prior. You're right. Mm, that's tough. Oh, <laughs> so you knew in the moment you still didn't step up for your people. Wow. Wow. Damn. Dirtbag. He watched you bet <laughs> yeah, against exactly. him and just let it happen. Yeah, he did. He just sat there like a passenger. Anyways, um, all right. Tonight, I'm going with a local team. Mm. And I'm not betting on the Blue Jays. I'm just betting on the under. Here's why. It's at eight and a half right now, which sounds kind of lowish. I never actually, I usually love to tease to the uneven numbers in baseball just to avoid the stupid tie because there's nothing I hate more than 4-4. I don't know why, but that's the, the way I hate losing bets more than anything is knowing that it's going into extra innings or into overtime. So if you want to tease it either way, mm-hmm. uh, that's fine. Maybe I will. Maybe I tease it to seven and a half. Maybe I tease it to nine and a half. But I, I'm going to play the eight. And this is why. If you look at OPS right now, Toronto Blue Jays against left-handed pitching are a bottom 10 offense. And the Houston Astros against right-handed pitching are also bottom 10 offense just by OPS. Framber Valdez on the bump. Jose Barrios, who's been red hot. I just think both of these guys are going to be able to extend into the ball game and that it's not going to be anything crazy high scoring. This is what I think. I'm going to take the bullpens into this one too because the Jays have been able to rest their guys. 
and so have the Astros. And so just looking at this, I feel as though if this is a tight ball game, both teams are going to want to get their best guys in there. And yeah, we're going to end up seeing a low scoring baseball game, especially since man, Jay's bats are starting to turn around, right? Like their offense has been clicking a little bit better, but two of the guys that have been red hot, smoking hot have been Brandon belt and Dalton Varsho, two of their lefties. Mm -hmm. Now they're facing Framer Valdez. I'm not sure that's going to continue to extend. So you take those two guys out of the mix. You start looking at this team like, mm, maybe the offense isn't going to be red hot. So tonight, a little bit under. I'm going to stick with Jose Barrio staying hot, and I'm going to fade the Blue Jays against lefties, which they, yeah, have they just they, they've not been a good team OPS wise. Yeah, and yeah. Valdez only one earned over his last three starts. Yeah, I just I think that this number is just a little too high. I was surprised that it wasn't at seven and a half. I feel like this is a ballpark factor thing, and just a still a little bit of no respect for Jose Barrios. A little bit too yeah. much respect for a Houston Astros team that is the World Series champ. So you figure, okay, uh, they should they should tack up some runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see it tonight. Um, okay, I actually think that there's kind of a little bit of value on the Astros, but I'm not going to bet against the home team. <laughs> oh, it's like they're minus 122. Right. It's like, eh, and Austin just mentioned it. I go, yeah. Huh. Do I really not think they're going to split this series? Anyways, um, we'll do a little pod-only portion today because there's a couple things that we still need to hit on, mm-hmm. um, including... My one of my favorite players leaving, uh, but that is best bets brought to you by Botano Sportsbook. The game starts now. Hit me up in the DMs if you're ever interested in playing Botano. If you want to see what it's all about, um, but yeah, just quickly, dude. This this has been massive seeing Dalton Varsho and Brandon Belt actually turn into human beings. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is a real real upside for the offense. Yeah. And then now also the big thing from yesterday, and maybe we'll continue this talk into the podcast. Mm-hmm. But they need Chris Bassett to be this guy. They need him to be this guy in the postseason too and later in the year and not have him fade and tail off. And it's a little, it's great that he and Belt are doing this right now, but it's a little tough that the two 35-year-olds are such important parts of the team right now. Anyways, we'll take a break. We'll go over the podcast. Subscribe, leave five stars. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram. We'll see you there. So welcome to the podcast-only portion of the show, which we already recorded for half an hour. And Armin... Who we were calling during, we were, I was saying during the actual podcast that you were the MVP today and now you have plummeted down the rankings. You lost the entire podcast part portion of the show. So now people don't really have that. They missed out on all my Ted Lasso spoilers of a show I didn't watch and judged. Well, I didn't watch the final season cause it was boring and it was crap. Armin, you know, th- like let's mic up boys. Let's mic up back here. Cause like explain to the audience how you cost them my Chris Paul takes. Now I'm just going to rapid fire these out. You cost them Chris Paul takes, which is that he should put his money where his mouth is and go to the team that he best thinks has a championship. And we debated those gone into the ether forever. What else did we do? Oh yeah. We made fun of Jobo because he Joe wanting MLS to be the biggest league in Europe. Well, yeah. Oh, we lost all that. We lost all that. Making fun of Joe more and having the meltdown and gremlin versus Jobo gone into the ether. Forever, we lost also making fun of Joe because he doesn't eat mustard. And my position is, is that the older you get, the grainier your mustard becomes and that you absolutely 100% unequivocally have to put mustard, sauerkraut, and jalapenos on a sausage. Otherwise, your child, if you're just doing ketchup and mustard like a baby, like, no, that a ballpark, I, would, I wouldn't want to be seen with you. That's how you end up with red mustard on your, or sorry, red ketchup on your shirt too, by the way. It's like, it's the Lord's way of punishing you. And then, yeah, 
What else did we lose? Yeah, Ted Lasso. Armin. Just devastating stuff, you know? Like, just crushing stuff. So, Austin, you bear no responsibility for this. Armin's taking the whole hit. Like, this, are you going to throw Armin actually, under the bus for the third time? I mean, today? I hate to just throw Armin under the bus for the fifth time today. Not really, yeah. obviously. Yeah. I did tell Armin right before, hey, is Burley up? You got Burley up there? And he's yeah. doing all sorts of other stuff on the screen. And I'm mm. like, Armin, what are we doing, buddy? What are he we doing? He was looking at Lakers okay, highlights. Check, I checked it after he said that. But mm. I will take this fully on the chest. I will yeah. not blame the technology. I'll take it on the chest. It was the technology's fault. My bad. I mean, the technology's been pretty good wouldn't you say in terms of always working until today and, like, until today yeah I, I, what, what changed it's Man. like when what you tell your different? mom to go check the yeah. same spot you checked a hundred times huh. and she finds it huh no i'll take that so oh, so sorry, i gotta folks. tape ariel hawani i gotta help i gotta tape ariel hawani today and man i really miss I, i'm sad that we lost out on more jobo versus mackie that's really tough that we that we had the gremlin. It's a jo- Joe's, Joe's our sweet baby boy. That yes, he Mackie has a mic too. Jumbo's trying to yell behind him behind the glass because now I'm just in here solo. I'm sad. I can't even defend him. myself. Yeah, I, I, well, you did. You just muscled. Here's the thing: you can beat Austin Mackie up, but he will stab you. It's it's also better for Joe not to defend himself. Yeah, like hand to hand combat, I have a chance, but he's gonna have the toothbrush shiv under Dude, his nice sleeve, guy. and then you know, I'm cooked. Jobo is a sweet guy, where he says he has a chance. Like Mackie, he would pound you into dirt. <laughs> he's, he's a lot bigger. Yeah, I know. That's how he's sweetheart. But I don't think he would. Yeah, I'll leave it there. No, here's the thing: Jobo would win the battle. He would not win the war. Like he'd be going to therapy, talking about me no, yeah. after. Like, no, 100%. Austin's been in my kitchen for like months now. Dude, no, like, Austin mentally has you completely body backed. No, he just, does. He does. At the amount of times that I show up at work and you're already just completely twisted up by the gremlin getting in your head <laughs> is just it's. it's to be fair, he gets my energy up. Best one was when kind of no conference USA team could make the. Final four. I didn't even say that. See, look at, but see how he's Absolute in your best head. That FAU look at, literally went to the final four, and I was like, "You're so stupid, dude." Did you see Jobo's voice, like, or did you hear his voice there? Like, I was gonna say, did you see it on the burly that you should have up Armin right in front of you, making sure that it's working? That's what you do when you double check. Yeah, oh, I, I, I'm pretty sure I hit like triple red. There. Listen, I blame. Yeah, that's me. Hey, did you say it? That's you. I whenever didn't say that. Austin, whenever Austin kind of twists your word. Hey, that's you. Yeah, you could be just hitting all the high notes, Mackie. That you could be a vocal coach, Mackie. This is actually your spin zone side gig. Is that you troll people to the point where they're like, continue octanes. Yeah, exactly octaves. But yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're wrapping this up. That was a, another Mackie stack. We're wrapping this up. Armin to prison, pretty much. Mackie also to prison because you were overseeing the project and you should have, you know, your project manager back there. <laughs> you know, you. That's true. I mean, yeah. look how they did World War II. You know. What? <laughs> what? Prison. Prison for you for that, like. Double prison, moon jail, like no parole for Mackie. Like the they got rid of the Japanese emperor. He he didn't do the act. He was just oversaw it all. You that's think what that's what people think about with World War II? Well, that's like, what yeah. I would. What were you uh, thinking yeah. about, JD? Holy moly! All right, well that's the podcast only portion. What Jobo? What do you got? You just turn that. No, red I was going to say that's the funniest thing I've ever heard okay, Austin yeah. say ever. Dude, this is the thing, Austin. I've said this. The gremlin has things in his brain that actually he knows some stuff. He actually can be smart, but it's so scattered in there. Like, you know, in movies where they go into someone's brain and there's all like the doors to the memories and stuff like that. 
if you had a show and you had to do the artist depiction of Mac Attack's brain, it would be a nightmare. It would be, it would be the worst place that you could go. The doors would all be on like the ceilings and the sides and it's just like super abstract. Yeah, exactly. You'd walk into rooms and be like, what the hell is going on in here? <laughs> like it would be mostly that room. I think yours would just be like lava, fire everywhere, just burning, searing anger coming through. And then Joe's would anger. just be Joe's would just be a blank color. Oh, so one very dull hey, white color. Do you know what they missed out on? What? The audience? When we talked about troll talk <laughs> and what aggravates people. And now the audience Gone forever. Let's go. Thank you, Armin. Oh. The audience will never know what triggers all of us and what makes us super upset. Keep it that way. That's why Armin destroyed it. We got too close to the truth, and Armin threw that recording into the trash. Was like no one can know. <laughs> Nobody will ever see this. He's MVP again. Back yeah, to MVP. way to go, uh, way to go, Armin. All right, well, yeah. Sorry to those of you that uh, listen. I'm sorry to everybody that Armin lost the podcast. All right, and that Armin and Mackie combined to devastate all of you. It was like 30 minutes of pure gold. It was maybe one of the best podcasts we ever did. I would say probably the best podcast we ever did. And yeah, uh, what's your Twitter handle, Armin? <laughs> yeah, was, uh, Let him know, yeah. Armin Zarg. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Send so, your complaints. Yeah, hit him up. Hit me up if you want to play Botano, whatever. Uh, Ariel Hawani tomorrow.